0: And welcome back to episode 35 of the Fantasy Football Surgery podcast coming to you on the 25th of October 2016. It's League Cup night, nobody cares about that, we'll probably touch on some of the results anyway Big congratulations to Newcastle fans, 6-0 victory. Rafa's really turning it around there. Once again this week, it's me, Bully, and the Iceman taking you through the fixtures for the upcoming week. So welcome back to our editor.
1: Thanks, Bully, and welcome back to you too.
0: Thank you very much. Now, you would have seen for the last few weeks, me and the Iceman have been pretty much going as a twosome on this uh, on the podcast that's pretty much set to continue as time goes on we've had some feedback from you guys and you've been fairly positive about what we're doing so we are keen and motivated i don't know how you feel about that ice man to keep going
1: yeah yeah i'm more than happy we can get some ringers in occasionally <laughs> uh, whenever anyone can be bothered it's, but i'm i'm all right doing just you it's, it's nice to talk about fpl and i was uh, gonna say
0: it's, it's actually just nice to chat about football after after a day in the gym or whatever so uh, let's get down to it then um first things first let's have a look at how our teams have got on in the past week do you want to start us off Iceman
1: yeah I can start off I didn't do brilliantly um just above average 44 the average being 42 uh I got lucky this week I will admit I had uh at the back Mamre Lovren and Amat starting for me had having Francis on the bench and he actually he was my highest scorer with nine so he came in for Amat because Amat didn't play luckily enough uh, yeah, I had uh, Firmino, Lukaku, they both got assists, that was it really. Everyone else blank, so not not brilliant week. Pickford, Cleeney was denied in the last minute by Reed's goal, which was very frustrating. But yeah. I did go down to 35k this week. But yeah, not terrible, but uh, not what I expected.
0: And Sunderland are certainly struggling at the moment, aren't they? We'll come to that fixture very shortly, being the 12.30 kick-off this Saturday. Well Iceman I can honestly say that I've had a bit of a garbage week, only 30 points yeah. um, I've been moaning all season about my inability to score at the back, had I been a bit more savvy with my choices I would have ended up with a defensive masterclass 4 points for Heaton, 8 for kashelny uh, Stones once again let me down with, I don't even know what that back pass was but <laughs> at 50 million pounds you don't expect that from your, your prize centre half and uh, Eric Bae as well who's just crocked and all sorts of useless so those three featured on my bench. It's back to bully's benched points. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've got Macaulay literally sat there nesting eight points. And, uh, and Mr. Kingsley at Swansea, randomly back in the starting lineup picked up a clean sheet. Didn't see either of those coming. Clueless again. We could have really done with those two. Throughout the rest of my team as well, I had a captain fail with Aguero. The only player that really came to fruition was uh, Firmino in that, incredibly effective Liverpool midfield at the moment. And I love the way he's still playing up front. So here's my one shining light, but all in all, a bit of a garbage week, I'm afraid.
1: Yeah, it wasn't great. No, no mind. Not at all. on to next week.
0: But having said that, we are still going to give people advice on fancy <laughs> football. And like yourself, I, well, actually no, lot like yourself, I'm 350,000th overall. So, uh, nothing to be sniffed at. I am in the top million in the world. So I'm going to take that one uh, to, to bed with me. Um, Let's have a little look at our podcast surgery league. I'm going to run through the top 10 as usual. A few uh, familiar names in here. There's a few new ones actually as well that have snuck in. So let's have a look through. Yeah,
1: good luck in with those ten- names.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll try my best. Let's see how we get on. <laughs> um, Craig Bleakley, boom, jackalackalacka. Again, quite, I'm noticing already a bit of a theme of a low scoring week, but uh, we'll, we'll come to that in a moment. Costagunas with Jack Watson in ninth. Coman, you Blues, Paul Mitchinson still very much in there in 8th place. Boney 2017 with Anton Thornton, or Thorson, sorry. Uh, Adida Oscar. Nate Thomas has moved up this week.
1: Yeah, he was in there last year, wasn't he? Quite a lot Nate Thomas. Uh, He's a regular. uh, So uh, had a lot of trouble with his name calling him Nat Thomas. I'm not
0: going to call him Nat Thomas, he's Nate Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) We've got Dimitar Todorov with the special one moving into 5th place. Junior Ajehu with Yoga Benito in 4th. Right, this is where it gets tricky. We've got Anticlante United uh, with Andreas Orlando in third place. Yep. Uh, our old favourite Differential 11 with the FPL forecast coming in second. And Douglas Monroe with the Mysterious Duke. Is still topping the league. Another good week for the Mysterious Duke.
1: Yeah, looking at his team again, he seems to have clean sheets across his back three with Bellerin, uh, asperger and Walker. It seems to be where the points are at.
0: Just knows how to pick a top uh, defence, this guy.
1: He also had Kante in his team who got a goal. God, how can anyone feel like he's an option? But I suppose people do. That's why he's Douglas,
0: top. if... Douglas, if you are listening to us, feel free to reply to this on Twitter. Did you see it coming, or was that just a cheap midfielder to offset somebody else? <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, the highest scorer in that top ten. Yoga Benito, um, impressive picks this week. Koshelny and uh, Shawcross coming in big for them. Shawcross on eleven, uh, Mane with twelve points. Mane, I would say, is probably one of the probably the the surprises of the season so far in terms of how he's turning out but he went with the golden guy of the week Shakiri, with those two wonder goals
1: Wow, yeah, that's a great shout I, I did talk about Shakiri, I'm not going to overdo this one because it will just look like I'm, I'm lying but I did talk about Shaqiri with my colleague quite a lot before the week began I was so tempted to put him in and then I just thought, I'll leave it one more week. Maybe Antonio's going to give Sunderland a good good go and get a goal. But no, it didn't happen. So Did he play Congrats. right back in the end, Antonio? Yeah, he played right wing back. It was uh... wonderful. It was a terrible decision.
0: It really, especially a guy who's in such wonderful form, what what a waste. But um apparently, you know, talk is cheap, action is key, and it gets you into fourth place in our mini league. So well done to you, Junior. Great week for you.
1: Well done. Just looking back at a few we used to look back at a few names. You got some uh, names in mind. Yeah. There's there's one here just called Chelsea. <laughs> Okay, if you couldn't think of anything else yet, you've just gone for Chelsea. And then you've gone the the standard names of No Fooks Given by Matt Raymond.
0: Yeah, I always enjoyed that one.
1: Yeah, No Fooks Given.
0: Can I just throw one in there? Just because you know I love random stuff. Uh, Ali Peacock in 43rd place, whale oil beef hooked. Nice. (laughs) That makes no sense, but I love it. (laughs) Why? Why? Oh, on a sec, 96th place, Ben Holmes, rock you like a H. Kane. Very nice,
1: very good, I yeah.
0: like that one as well. Should we um move on? Should we talk about the uh, the game week or yeah, I mean, sure. I could sit here looking at this all day, but i'm I'm not going to let's move on to our game week then, so a whole weekend of FPL fixtures we've had the minor annoyance of the league cup tonight, hopefully not uh, jeopardizing too many teams for the weekend. Certainly, there were some second strength second string sides out to play. Let's begin with Sunderland versus Arsenal. Arsenal visiting the Stadium of Light. Sunderland looking every bit like a David Moyes side of the last four or five years. How do you see this one going?
1: I mean, we said it about the Middlesbrough game that we're just going to dominate it. Uh, That's
0: why I've come to you first, which, because I'm not going to hang my hat on this again.
1: Yeah, which we we did dominate most of the possession, but we always do that. Middlesbrough did look better than us, in fact. Maybe they had the, the best of the chances, and uh, yeah, could have taken the game on the break. But with this particular game itself, Sunderland, the bottom of the league, we're right up there at the top. We're second at the moment. We should be winning this game, hands down. I'm going to leave my captaincy on Sanchez this week, because you've got to play your, your best midfielder against Sunderland you've got to captain him I I don't think there's any question I I do think again we should get another clean sheet although Defoe seems to be I think he's on 22 attempts inside the box so far this season which is only second to Ibrahimovic but just because you've got loads of attempts on goal does not mean FPL points as we found out with Ibra a lot of people are have still got him I don't know what his ownership is at the moment but yeah either either way I I can see Arsenal again keeping a clean sheet Mustafi becoming even more of an option with more attacking threats and more balls into the box he loves to bring the ball out of defence and I think that's something which kind of Arsenal needed at the back there obviously Mertesaka wasn't exactly sprightly on his feet so Mustafi doing that for Arsenal is benefiting quite a lot for us.
0: So I'm just going to um, pose a question because I, I feel like the last few weeks we've talked about Walcott, we've talked about Sanchez, we've we mentioned Ozil, so let, let's not dwell too much on this for the sake of repeating ourselves. I think the uh, Mustafi point's a great one. Just to to throw in the mix a bit of critical thinking for our listeners, Sunderland away next. After that, Arsenal have got Tottenham at home, and Man United away now. Given our history at Old Trafford hasn't been fantastic in recent years, would you still be advising people to get Arsenal defenders in at this point?
1: Yeah, it's it's not great fixtures, but it's only for the next two. I mean, if you've got one of their players, I wouldn't, wouldn't get rid? But yeah, I, would, I wouldn't bring in any unless you're going for a pump for this week against Sunderland because you can almost mm. guarantee a clean sheet there. But Obviously, it's uh, it's Arsenal, so you can't guarantee anything.
0: No, um, for, for what it's worth, I think if you just look at Arsenal's form, it is a bit Jekyll and Hyde sometimes. But I honestly believe, you know, it was a bit of a strange weekend in the Premiership. We had Tottenham drawing, we had City not getting a result either. We had Man United getting absolutely stuffed. It wasn't. It seems to be one of those weekends where you know Everton losing as well. Nothing really went quite to script. I think Arsenal will bounce back this weekend. Sunderland are that bad. At the moment, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, no, I agree.
0: Okay, well, let's uh, move on to our first three o'clock fixture. In that case, Jose Mourinho went back to Stamford Bridge last weekend, uh, looking to park the bus against Chelsea using his old tactics. And uh, I don't think any of us saw that coming.
1: No, it was over within the first thirty-nine seconds or so, wasn't it? Obviously, the uh, bus failed its MOT this week, and it, yeah, he got he got shocked by Chelsea. Uh, they ju- I think they won-, they won it on the break, more or less. Yeah. They- but we called him last week. Alonso got good attacking returns and a clean shift. Loads of points in there. He got a- an assist. But I think it's- Matic is having a great role for Chelsea. He's, he's holding yeah. that midfield and he's just running the play. I think Conte's just allowing him to play his normal game. I don't know if Jose was just restricting him last year, but he was terrible last year, wasn't he? He also assisted he a was. Hazard goal. And he's
0: he's uh their third highest scoring midfielder or second rather behind yeah. uh, Eden Hazard so yeah,
1: so, so still he, he could be an option at what price is he he is uh 5 mil isn't he could be an option just for that fifth mid
0: Is this is this the fifth midfielder I've been looking for in place of Etienne Capoue
1: Ah uh, yeah could be
0: Do you know what? I did look at Matic earlier in the season I thought no way he can carry on this form but I think with the addition of Ingolo Kante who also got eight points in this game actually by the way that that was no you know that that goal um, the way that he took that was excellent so 4.8 Darcy 4.8 million for uh, for Kanto. I'm still not going to put him in as my fifth midfielder, but I think the role that he's playing for Chelsea gives Matic a chance to get forward. And he's such a such a physical presence in that midfield, isn't he? He can really create and oh, yeah. push on past players.
1: Yeah, he's a great player. He could be one for the bonus points when they do get clean sheets. And Chelsea, now that they're playing this 3-5-3 formation, have actually not conceded any goals. And Hazard's goal threat has improved since they've been playing like this. Uh, hence why he's grabbing in the points now. Now that a few weeks ago we did say uh you know get rid of Hazard because his um, form was dipped, but that was just that was looking at the stats and you know, form can change and he's obviously quality he so he he's benefiting from this formation. I think he's got more of a free roll where he's just allowed to just go up you know no yeah. need for defending with Matic and Kante just holding back and also the wing backs uh, filling in for him instead of him having to actually defend. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Are, we, are we going to apologise to listeners over Eden Hazard then
1: we'll, we'll make the uh, second apology for the second week running yes apology if you did listen to our advice a couple of weeks ago and taking out Hazard
0: the the other player in Chelsea that's interesting to me is Pedro he seems to again with this new formation he seems to fit Perfectly, it's the, the similar position he played when he was at the new Camp, just off the side of of Messi or David Villa at the time, yeah. and he he does seem to thrive in that position. Only seven point one million, technically a second striker, worth a look.
1: He could be. It's just his minutes. I mean, he he's only in the last two games hit over sixty minutes. They have got Southampton, Everton next, which are tricky fixtures. So they're running for the next five. They've got Southampton, Everton, Middlesbrough, Spurs and City. So not easy. But, you know, with Chelsea playing like they are in this new formation, uh, you know, it it could be one. It's... uh, He he would be a big punt, though, wouldn't he? Uh, My thinking at the moment with Chelsea is the back four. uh, Well, back three, sorry. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you could say it's the back five because you've got Moses in there as well, who's playing excellent. Uh, I've
0: I've got to to say, of of all the people that you've called, I would still be looking probably at Alonso out of all of those in terms of potential for attack and returns. I like the way he's adapted to the Premier League. He's played in a lesser Premier League side, which I think helps because he's had a lot of defensive experience. Played in Italy. He looks a more complete player now. He would be the one that I would... Potentially bank on.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. And either Hazard and Costa. I do think Hazard with four attempts yeah. inside the box this week, he's now bringing himself back in contention. And I am thinking about uh, so even is. removing Sanchez for him.
0: Interesting. So you, you actually think it, it's worth gambling on at this point?
1: Yeah, I'm giving Sanchez one more week. But even then, I do think I'm going to veer more towards fixtures. Who's got yeah. the better fixtures? Because Arsenal coming up, you know, they don't look into you, don't they?
0: Well, Chelsea we have got Southampton next away, then Everton at home and then Middlesbrough away. So I fancy them to keep up that streak of good form. So we've actually, just given Iceman, we've covered a number of Chelsea players there. We've kind of veered away from the United game. Let's have a look at their opposition Saints this weekend. How do you feel about Saints at the moment? Is there anybody really standing out for them?
1: Like I said last week, Redmond, I feel like he is still a high option for Southampton. Did call. 5.9 and he is more or less playing every game up front from midfield. So again it's like that Sanchez or Firmino option, which is yeah. good to have and he is I, I know he pounced on uh, John Stone's stupid mistake last game week, but yeah, you know, he's still getting a fair amount of shots off. He is a good option in my opinion. Even Austin is still an option again, can score any game. He's one of these yeah. players who just can score from anything. With Austin, I can't see like hat tricks and braces all over the place. They still have tough fixtures though
0: absolutely so we're not you know there's a couple of Saints players in form but perhaps not to put in for Chelsea
1: yeah I've I have looked at forster this week uh yeah. up- upgrading foster to him because they have got in the top three of strongest defense at the moment and i know they've got chelsea at home which you, they could get a clean sheet i know we just picked up chelsea but yeah it could happen then they've got Hull, and then they've got two home games against liverpool and everton which they could frustrate teams like that their defense that they can be solid we saw it again last year they can. Uh, let's
0: not forget they've got uh, they've got a European Championship winning centre half in Jose Fonte. So yeah. they've got some top top players there.
1: The only thing is they have got Bertrand out and they've got Cedric out currently. So
0: how, how long how long's is Bertrand out for?
1: Um, I don't actually know. It did uh, it just says fifty percent on the fancy football
0: so it sounds like we're veering more towards chelsea if you're a gambling man or woman you might think about a saint's defender though possibly and and keeping in mind for the future redmond's form as well i'm going to jump back up to the man united burnley fixture though so we talked about jose getting thrashed what's going to happen in the rebound on this one
1: well i do think they're gonna take it out on burnley ibra is still getting the highest in the game nearly every game for attempts on goal I think eventually it's going to it's going to come for him but maybe he's just getting too old he's getting tired in his old age it's just not working for him in the Prem. But I suppose we get to find out.
0: We do. I mean, I don't think he's going to be quiet for too long, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He's, um, his pedigree, and actually, like you say, he still performs well in games. He's just not finishing. Perhaps a sign of the United side. The, the one thing I comment on is the amount of uh, media attention that Wayne Rooney's getting this week. Certainly a lot of people starting to write him off. And even in the media today, suggesting the Jose saying he has to leave if he wants to get first-team football.
1: Oh, what, really? Oh, I didn't hear that.
0: Potentially. So um, again, certainly that's steering me away from Rooney when he's been an absolute nailed on for me in the past. Yeah,
1: I don't think he's more an option anymore, Rooney. I think, I, mean, I know I shouted him last week, but again, Pogba, he looked lost in the last game. Um, he, he was kind of all over the place and he is a box-to-box player, kind of up and down. But he was kind of all in all different areas. I looked at his overall positioning. Yeah, it was just banging in the middle. I watched the game and he just yeah, it wasn't far. it's not the Pogba from Juventus, is it?
0: It's not. I think he's still trying to find his role in that United side. But as we've said before at the moment, he doesn't have that Pirlo behind him, that Marquisio next to him that kind of made that nice midfield three at Juventus. At the moment, they still feel a little bit like what is their best kind of core within the, mid, the central midfield area one player I would shout out potentially I thought they looked like they missed last weekend was Juan Mata he didn't start and actually I think when United have had him in the team this season he's they've looked better for it yeah
1: he did get 45 minutes though didn't he so he must have come on at half time
0: got 45 minutes but I think it, you know he's a sort of player who it, they were plays on confidence under by then, weren't
1: they? Was, yeah they were, and I think
0: they were once, once you concede an early goal that does change the complexity of a game yeah but Burnley at home, Swansea away, then Arsenal at home. So they've got plenty of time to rectify it. So my shout for this week for United is going to be uh, one matter.
1: OK, yeah, good shout. My Mine would be, I think, Valencia. He seems to be the most attacking defender last week. He created three chances and he made more crosses than anyone else with five successful crosses. So his attacking returns are good. I know they're not paying off at the moment, but... Ebra could get a few goals from his crosses next week against Burnley I think he might be an option for the next two uh, even going forward against Arsenal who knows but he, he was still a good pick for people if you've still got him in your team
0: No I'm just going to yeah. preach to you about one player for Burnley because we haven't spoken much about them but I, I mentioned Sam Vokes last week Um yeah. I was shut down and (laughs) he very kindly popped up with a goal. So I'm Uh, going to uh, smirk a little bit about that. Of course, talk is cheap. I didn't put him in my team, but he's now scored uh, two games on the bounce, Sam Vokes. So you could say he is on form at the moment. Poachers goal at the weekend. Sometimes I wish we had a player like that in the arsenal yeah well, we'll take that sometimes i wish we had a nice little player like that in the arsenal team but um that's three goals for the man this season so not bad returns as a uh, as a burnley player would go so roughly one in three i'm not going to suggest you pick him against man united no. um as a differential however in the next few weeks crystal palace at home west Bromwich albion away again i still think there's some potential for him to play and i think he will stay ahead of gray in the form he's in at the moment. So If you fancy a Burnley player, he'd still be the only one that I would probably look at.
1: I do think Gray's just going to come straight back into the team and, p- and probably push him out. That's my you that's think my we can hunch, play together. But, well, yeah, they have done a few times, but against Man United, I think they're just going to opt for the one striker up top. But yeah, Burnley players they're, they're not really an option. They play well at home. I did sh- shout it last week. They are strong in defence, but none of their players are an option for me. They only had 34 possession um, against Everton. So it's obviously not good. So you're not, not going to get much of FPL points <laughs> with them if they're not going to have much of the ball.
0: But clearly whatever they're doing with it is working. A Great victory against Everton in the yeah. last week.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah.
0: Well, let, let's move on from this one because I think we've um, probably exhausted players that people might be thinking about. Um takes us to middlesbrough versus bournemouth both sides having a bit of an upturn and in the last game Uh, obviously middlesbrough getting the results at the emirates and uh, and bournemouth home against tottenham so both sides frustrating in north london they now clash i personally given the form of bournemouth would be favoring them currently but middlesbrough proving tough to break down where's your money going
1: could go either way with, with these two. Um, or are we looking
0: at another
1: 0-0? But yeah, Borough kept strong at the back against Arsenal, but they only did have 25% possession. Uh, but Traore looks lightning fast. He was really giving Mon- Monreal a, a job. It seems to be the thing, actually. Team seems to want to target that Monreal left back or the left side. I think it's because Awobi plays there, but uh, moving away from Arsenal. No um, protection,
0: and Monreal was a good defender positionally, but he doesn't have bags of pace so
1: yeah yeah. but moving away from Arsenal uh, they do have a hard run in now at Middlesbrough don't they they've got Man City Chelsea and Leicester on the bounce after this Um, so a difficult one for them but Bournemouth again they look really really good against Spurs they held them up and gave it a good stab they came close to winning Stanislas seems to be injured so yes an my apologies option. to listeners
0: I thought that was a genuinely good shout until he became frail on the day and didn't play so yeah. uh, apologies to all for that one
1: yeah but the defenders are still scoring high I, I think Adam Smith could be a good shout he's only 4.7 and but he is owned by percent any of their defenders are playing well
0: yeah i mean agree with that you could there seems to be the weird thing about bournemouth is that there's some level of consistency there one week we're talking about the point spread across the midfield now we've had this this week where they've kept a clean sheet we've seen good scores for smith also for francis so francis being the cheaper option actually at the moment so as a again as a fourth defender or third defender he might be a nice one to rotate in with the uh, the fixtures they've got upcoming. Like I said, Middlesbrough away, Sunderland at home, which that I can't tell you how much that type of fixture appeals to me at the moment. And then the the randomness of Stoke away. So I, I'm still investing a little bit in in Bournemouth, and actually I'm going to put my hat on Francis for my own team.
1: Yeah, good. Get him in. get,
0: get him in. Okay, well, uh, on to the other the other part of North London. So before Tottenham Hotspurs.
1: Sorry, before you move on, another shout would be Wilson up top. They have got easy fixtures coming up, so Wilson got three attempts against Tottenham, and yeah. he seems to be getting on average three attempts every game. So uh, you, you're going to be looking for goal returns from him. Um, so the,
0: sta- the stats are with Wilson.
1: Yeah, and I, I do think in the next three games he's going to score. Uh, three uh, at, at least that. two. So. Third opinion.
0: striker, then. So, what are we thinking? A high scoring, you know, a Costa, maybe an Aguero and a Wilson?
1: Yeah, yeah, it could be. I mean, I, I, I'm reluctant to get rid of uh, Benteke for him just because I can see goals still coming from Benteke. But, yeah, he, if, if you're looking for a third option up top, Wilson in the next three is a good shout. We like that.
0: Okay, well let's move on to uh the first and third place finishes in the Premier League last season, Tottenham and Leicester. Again, Tottenham much like Arsenal uh, flattering to deceive and frustrating over the weekend, drawing with Bournemouth. Leicester rubbing egg in our faces about not picking any of their players. That's probably more led by myself and you, Men. so I'll take that one on the chin. Um, they just turned up, didn't they?
1: Yeah, Ranieri changed it around a little bit. He He put Okazaki in. And then dropped Vardy, so that change against Palace just worked for him, really, didn't it?
0: It did seem to, yeah. And uh, just rotating the, the strikers, keeping them fresh. They do have a top striking line: Slimani, Vardy, Musa um, is a top player as well, and Okazaki has got plenty of Premier League experience. A great finisher
1: as well, not they?
0: They do, and he's more than I mean, he, he basically fired them towards the last few games of the title last season. Yeah. So. Yeah, lots of depth in that Leicester side. I'm confused with them, I'll be honest, because that that was a great performance, lovely finish by Musa, and we also mentioned uh, Christian Fuchs before we went on for the podcast. I'm not suggesting you pick him. At the moment for me, for Leicester, the most consistent one remains Riyad Mahrez, uh, if you were going for one. Against Tottenham, I'm not so sure. Again, I, I... Grant you, I didn't suggest they'd score last week, but I still think Tottenham look watertight at the back. So that hasn't changed my opinion. I still probably wouldn't put Leicester players in if you haven't already got them this week. Do you have any strong feelings about Leicester?
1: Well, they've got a good run up coming up, haven't they? They've got, after the Spurs game, they've then got. West Brom, Watford Middlesbrough, Sunderland so all good fixtures in their games they don't hold back Mahrez is still getting a lot of shots on goal and yeah. uh, slamani did play well the last game but Yes. Slomani is difficult to choose, and Okazaki is also uh, a difficult one to to pick. Ma- yeah, like you say, I think Mares is probably the best option. If if you're going for changing something up in your team, Mares might be a good option for even for the next game against Spurs, and then going forward after that, you've got all those fixtures. So who knows? If you I, if you get him before everyone else does, it might, it might work out for you.
0: I have a a theory on Slomani i think he'll be a lot more favorable to pick as an fpl player when the champions league goes into the uh, the break yeah. over christmas time um i'm fairly confident that he's been signed uh, kind of influenced by riyad Mahrez, and with the promise that he'll play in the champions league yeah so he seems to be getting all the game time there because it seems a bit bizarre they wouldn't play a 20 30 million pound striker consistently in the premier league so i think that's probably something to do with his contract but actually i think once they go into the christmas break slimani will be a lot more attractive prospect as an fpl striker yeah
1: i agree i think you're right
0: what about the arch rivals then tottenham so as neutrals on this podcast we're not going to bring our arsenal bias into this tottenham i still think fantastic defensively carl walker great shout at the back at the moment a good
1: attack him as
0: a... great attacking threat we just had hugo laris has been uh, nominated for the ballon d'Or as well in the final 30 should also give a shout out to vardy and mares uh, for being in the ballon d'Or nominations as well in terms of tottenham though i still fancy walker um, i probably would have him in for this game against leicester as i think they'll keep it tight at the back at uh, white hart lane Going forward, though, this seems to be the, uh, the the slight inconsistency with Tottenham. Son, not so much on the ball in the last few weeks as he has been. No. Any strong feelings about Spurs attacking?
1: He didn't have a good game last game. Son, I think he played up top and, yeah, only had one shot in the whole game. Lamella got involved quite a lot, but he's a bit of a live wire. had a... Horrible tackle on Smith, which could have got him sent off. Really, uh, but he—it's it's
0: interesting. They were talking about him on on Talksport today, and actually made a really good point that uh, he's attacking, he's skillful, and and he should score a lot more than he actually does. And he's actually a bit of a frustrating player. At six point eight million, he looks like a steal in terms of his ability, but he just doesn't get the points returned. I yeah, mean, twenty eighth of the season isn't bad, but when you look at Victor Wanyama, who's on twenty seven. And players like Son and Ali, who are into the 40s now, it's, you'd expect a little bit more from him.
1: Yeah, I think the most consistent player you can go with Tottenham, trying to stay safe, uh, would be Christian Eriksen. He, he always gets the 90 minutes, doesn't he? And he gets yes. a fair amount of shots on goal again. I uh, know I keep resorting back to shots on goal, but that seems to be the key stat if you're looking for attacking points. And Same, he also same takes price as kicks. Ali. Yeah, um, it's a toss-up between those two. Um, if you're looking and compared with uh, how they play, Ali, you know, he's, he's the number 10 role, er- Ericsson coming in from the wide. Uh, but Ericsson do- is on free kicks, and I think he takes corners as well. Not, not 100% on that. You can get points either way from them. Ali gets forward more than him, though.
0: I'm going to... Um... I'm going to go against Ericsson and suggest Ali, so the listeners have got a bit of a, a bit of a decision to make. I like the fact that in the next few games, they've got that kind of top of the table from last season clash against Leicester. I grant you that's not the case anymore, but I think there's still scores to settle there. Arsenal away next after that one. and I think Ali, as a player that wears his heart on his sleeve, will be right up for that. And then West Ham, another London derby at home. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go based on personality here and shout to Ali over Ericsson.
1: Yeah, fair point.
0: So stats for you and uh, emotion for me. Hmm. That's probably why you're above me. Um, so we've, we've dwelled on the Tottenham game there. Let's move on to Watford versus Hull. Great result for Hull in the League Cup tonight, moving into the next round. I've got to say it again, Kapu seems to have gone a little bit quiet now. bass seems to be the, the main riser. I think you said he's due to go up tonight.
1: Yeah, Hollibas should got up to uh, 4.7 tonight.
0: Still a steal at that price, I would suggest, your thought?
1: Yeah, it's still an option, but after the whole game, their fixtures turn for the worse. They've got Liverpool, Leicester and then Stoke, who seems to be playing well now. Might not be a great shout going forward, but if you've got him, I'd hang on to him. Just Uh, for this week at Still got the attacking returns, or the the attacking potential.
0: And uh, I've still got Kapoo in my team. I'm still waiting for it to happen. I've got a, a toss-up this week to play him uh, versus uh, Stuani for Middlesbrough. So um, you can tell it's going to be another barren game week for me. But uh, w- what about Hull City? I mean, I-, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago I thought the Wills were coming off. That seems to be the case for them. Is there anybody in that team that you fancy now?
1: Oh, it's all, it's all gone Pete Tong isn't
0: it? <laughs> You're finally with me on this no, yeah. The last
1: couple of weeks you've gone, well, hold on. You know, actually, I think... Uh,
0: I think I've persuaded you.
1: They're, they're, they've got 16 goals in five games, they've So it's an average of over three goals a game. Phelan started well, but has now fallen short. He's without a win since he got Manager of the Month. And okay. Snodgrass is now out for up to four weeks. So you, you can't see any fun. options <laughs> from them, really, can you? It's, it's difficult with them. So It doesn't seem a great, show. I'll just steer clear. That's the best way. <laughs>
0: Shall we just steer clear of that? Um, I mean, as you said that, I started to think about Watford strikers, but I think actually if you don't have a Watford striker, putting the likes of Dini or Igala in at 7 million, yeah. I think is a little bit pricey because I, I just know in terms of working my own team out, 7 million for a third striker um, doesn't really work. Are you pissing?
1: No, I've just poured in another drink, but it has reached that time of the pod again, mate. I am going to need to take a piss break.
0: Well, uh, enjoy this uh, live interlude and the music that follows as we go (laughs) to the Iceman's Piss. Uh, Thank you for staying with us whilst the Iceman uh, enjoyed a brief piss and I hope the uh, the music soothed your soul, ready for the final four fixtures of the upcoming game week. So let's move on to uh, one of the other big hitters playing this weekend, West Brom versus Man City, West Brom putting up a fantastic fight. Uh, against liverpool initially i thought they were going to get crushed but they came back into the game that man mccauley again coming up with a goal i think at the moment he's looking like someone if you've got him in to keep him for the season i think he's going to play every game doesn't seem to get injured and pops up with a goal every now and again great to have as an option on your bench uh, as long as you play him i would know um ice man how are you feeling about west brom against city
1: Quick one on Gareth McCauley. He is now 36. Yeah, he does get a lot of games, doesn't he? Doesn't seem to get injured. So, If you are fit... Good stamina you're good. on the man. That's it.
0: Yeah. Indeed, yeah. It's that Irish temperament in him.
1: Yeah. Regarding the game, Liverpool look good in this game again. They play good passing football, like I like to see at Arsenal, but but they just can't seem to keep it going for the 90 minutes. So all the midfielders again, it's Coutinho, Firmino and Mane, seem to be the ones to choose here. All three of them getting at least two shots. Coutinho again with six and Firmino with four. So they're always going to be good options for Liverpool, and a lot of people are thinking of doubling up with the fixture run coming up. It does look strong.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, um, Firmino's flighted pass to Mane, it, it's kind of take your pick of those uh, attacking midfielders at the moment. Certainly, Mane's looked like, I'd argue, one of the not the, but perhaps one of the signings of the season for them. Everybody thought he'd be inconsistent, but he seems to be doing something every other game. I still like Firmino in that attacking uh, role. he seems to have the nudge over Sturridge. Um, that that front four seemed to work more fluidly with him up front, almost like the situation at Arsenal with Sanchez at the moment. But but at the moment, I, I'd probably still steer towards a Firmino or Mane pick. But again, Coutinho, great goal, cut inside, fooled the keeper. It's an embarrassment of riches at Liverpool at the moment.
1: Yeah, certainly is Coutinho though is a good option still. Yeah. He is just producing every game with the amount of shots on goal and the, the goals he scores and the s- chances he creates. He is yeah. selected by 36.7%. Not so, quite a differential. Yeah, not quite a differential. By criteria. But Milner gets forward quite a lot. I think he had his first shot and goal from open play this week. But yeah, still producing a lot of crosses into the box, which again could be a shout, but from those uh, riches uh, in midfield, you would be going Alana, uh, Mane, Firmino or Coutinho, wouldn't you?
0: Right, so we, we've, we've briefly there, we've jumped from West Brom's game against City on to Liverpool. So let, let's talk about Palace because they lost 3-1 against Leicester. This feels like the game to double up if you go to with the way Palace are defending at the moment.
1: Yeah, Palace are not looking great without Dan and the team. No. They can play some good solid football but... Yeah, they just seems to let it all open against Leicester. I still think Benteke is a good pick. I wouldn't get rid of Benteke if you still Just to be him.
0: clear, you're talking about Christian and not Jonathan Benteke. Yeah,
1: Christian Benteke. He hit the bar against Leicester. Could have scored a couple of chances. But yeah, no... No points this week, but I think he was affected by Punchin being out this week. Kabai playing as number 10, who did get a lot of shots on goal. And 10 points for Kabai this yeah, week. 10 points. He, he got max bonus. It's...
0: And I've got to say, there was a season a couple of years ago when Kabai was actually a must-have for a number of weeks. Uh, I think it was the year before he went off to PSG, actually. But in a number 10 role, actually, I think Kabai could be really fruitful for FPL owners at 5.6 million. I'm not confident he'll stay there, though, so I still would probably stay clear.
1: Yeah, no, I do think he'll come out of that position as soon as Punchin's back, because Everything seems to go through punching and palace.
0: Mac- Macarthur still the highest scoring Palace midfielder, so yeah. uh, not too many returns there. So okay, give me a uh, give me your ideal three from Liverpool given their their fixtures. If we're committing to them, who's the three to have at the
1: moment? I still think Lovren is still cheap option at the back, four point nine. But if you're looking for attacking attacking returns, Klein is still way up there. He played well again last game, but yeah, didn't get any results from it because Liverpool can't uh, defend set pieces for some reason even Klopp said it on match of the day they just can't seem to get rid of it and like I said before they just can't seem to last the 90 minutes they Uh, do
0: they do look vulnerable that's the only thing they're missing because otherwise going forward they're fantastic I mean if you look at the spread of points very few teams have got uh, five midfielders over 40 points you've got Lallana on 45 you've got Mane and Firmino on 46 Second highest scoring midfielder is Milner on 48, and then you've got Coutinho on 56, so he's quietly actually their most productive player at the moment.
1: Yeah. I do wonder if Sturridge is going to get back involved because he scored two again tonight against Spurs. I know it's only in the... I uh, don't think
0: Klopp trusts him. No. I think there's definitely something going on there. For a player that can score as freely as Sturridge, again, he's done well tonight. Again, I think Klopp's found a system there. Firmino looks good as a central striker. I think it's going to take an injury for Sturridge to get back in at the moment.
1: Yeah, he didn't get any minutes against West Brom, but two goals again tonight. He's obviously still putting a stamp on there, wanting to get into that team. But like you say, no, I don't think Klopp is going to put him in until there is an injury, but... Who knows? It could happen. Yep. You, and and any Klopp one of the has midfielders.
0: just if, if you like a bit of gossip, Klopp actually um, has praised Danny Ings this week uh, for his you know his application in training. Oh yeah. Uh, part of me feels like Klopp has a bit of a, a personal agenda, not not trying to force Daniel Sturridge out, but. There's something about his game he clearly doesn't trust not to play him every week. A striker that can quite consistently score you 20 goals a season if he plays regularly. I feel there's a bit of mistrust there. I almost fancy Ings to start getting a bit of game time when he comes back um, off the bench. So still for me, the three that I would be picking, like you say, Lovren looks the most consistent, but I'd probably go for Firmino if you can afford him Mane. And I'm going to say, yeah, I'll stick with, with I'll agree with you on Love Ren in terms of the most consistently playing one. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree.
0: Okay, so it's Liverpool versus Palace, or, or Palace versus Liverpool, rather. Yeah. Okay, well let's let's take a uh, let's take a step back then and uh, go back to the West Brom versus Man City game. We had a bit of a discussion about Gareth McCauley. Um Let's just focus on City for a second. So. Stuttering a little bit now under Pep Guardiola, I shouted at Sane to start coming into the team. And we've seen he that did, in the last one. Yeah. Got his assist at the weekend, and I like his uh, his value. He's looking, I think he's only about 7 million, 7.7? 7.
1: 7.6 7.
0: million, so a cheap alternative. Starting to feature more for City now, so could be a good differential. Goals drying up a little bit at the moment for City. Where do you see this one going?
1: Uh, yeah, West Brom could frustrate City The thing is, De Bruyne got subbed off in that game Didn't he have 45 minutes That did kind of ruin the, the tempo for them Aguero doesn't seem to be playing as well without De Bruyne Not getting anything from the last game But uh, you can't chuck away City players Not with their fixtures coming up, they got West no, Brom No, I
0: agree, it's only, it's only a matter of time, isn't it, before they yeah. click again
1: yeah, they got West Brom, Middlesbrough, Crystal Palace, Burnley in their next four, so I wouldn't throw away. A lot of people are thinking about removing Aguero. Looking back at his pedigree and how good he is, I, would, I wouldn't dare thinking about it at the moment. The only other option in City, though, if De Bruyne is out, would be Sterling, in my opinion. I mean, I know you say saying Sane. I just don't trust he's going to get all the minutes. Yeah,
0: so it's a fair comment.
1: Give him another couple of games, see if Pep trusts him in, in that formation then maybe he is a quality player. And then you've got no one at the back for City. They are poor at the back, aren't they? Stones was awful last game. I've never
0: been... I think all the time I've been playing fantasy football, John Stones is the biggest letdown. I'm waiting and waiting for this Man City clean sheet. (laughs) I just feel like it's not coming now. John Stones is the biggest false economy in FPL, I'm going to make that statement right now. fact, yeah. let's tweet that out later. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. how disappointed I am with uh, the Man City defence at the moment.
1: City are, are now five games without a win, so it just shows they've slumped since the start of the season. Remember, with it, but it
0: also demonstrates as well. We said last year, you know, it's going to be a one-off. Leicester at the top, and then next season we'll have the big teams running away with it. Yes, we've got Arsenal, we've got. Man City. We've got Liverpool at the top. We've got Chelsea there. We've got Tottenham, all within a point of each other. You know, right down to Saints. Saints are only seven points off the top. I still don't think we're seeing a runaway winner here. There is, you know, City look the obvious, but actually, we're not seeing that right now, um, which is great for the game.
1: Yeah, I remember at the start of the season, I could see Man United running away. There they're now in seven Yeah, it's anyone's at the uh, currently because I
0: mean, even Sunderland, point two in points.
1: It? No, maybe not.
0: Yeah, so it's anyone's. It's I guess it, we mustn't run away with ourselves here. We're literally a quarter of the way through the season on nine games, mm. um, so you know plenty of time for things to change. But uh, yeah, not not as obvious as we uh, as we thought at this point. So let's move on to Everton versus West Ham because again, these two sides. Everton looking exciting at the start of the season. West Ham probably the surprise team of last season. What Billlich did with them. A little bit disappointing, West Ham sort of lingering down in 15th at the moment on 10 points. Everton still in 6th place, so you know could make moves up. Big chance miss with that game against Burnley, which they lost. They could have moved within a point of Tottenham in uh, 5th place and Chelsea in 4th. Interesting fixture this one, going to be at uh, Goodison. I'm still backing Everton though.
1: Yeah, I I would as well. Uh, West Ham are playing better now though. They've opted for a different formation, same as Conte's formation. Uh, maybe Bilic is copying. Who knows? But I can't. West Ham are looking more solid, but Everton they still look good. I know Burnley did well. They did snatch it in the last game, but with yeah. very limited possession. But the two players you'd be looking at here would be Balassi and Lukaku. Balassi literally stole the ball off Lukaku for their goal, and Lukaku did have chances, but <clears throat> Balassi. Was was looking good, skipping in and out of Burnley's defence. And I say, if you haven't got Lukaku, then Velasquez would be the one. But I wouldn't double up on on both of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not looking anywhere else other than those two. If I was thinking about Everton, West Ham, though, mentioned it previously. I, I'm still starting to really seriously think about Payet. Yeah. Next three games: Everton away, where I think he can score or or provide. Stoke at home, and then Tottenham away. If I just go back to his his return in the last six games, nine points against Watford when they lost, another ten points, and again when they lost against West Brom. He got ten points against Middlesbrough, three points against Palace, seven points this week against Sunderland. In terms of consistency of midfielders' go, he's quietly, other than the Liverpool midfielders, probably, and maybe Theo Walcott at Arsenal other than this weekend, but he's becoming the most consistent midfielder in FPL. And I think, If that continues in the next week for me, he's going to become a fixture-proof must-have.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Big big statement,
0: but... uh...
1: Yeah, no, he's obviously a quality player. We saw it from him last year. But he's now playing more or less in that number 10 role. Yeah. And he created ten, seven chances in the last game. He got the assist for the Reed goal, I think it was. Yes, he did. He did, yeah. Um, and his involvement up up top for West Ham, it's it's going through him. And if they're going to score, it's going to come through Pyatt. So, yeah, it's not a bad the, shout. Even, even most... though he might, he might be one of those players which can score against any team. But I think West Ham need to get into the rhythm of this new formation. They played well in the game before last. They played okay in the last game. But yeah, if he gets in the rhythm of this formation, I do think he's going to reel in the points.
0: I think the biggest frustration for West Ham fans, and for me as an FPL manager that likes to pick West Ham players is that they spent all that money in the summer. I think it was probably around 40-odd million by the time you add up Zaza, Caleri and Fletcher. And they've just been garbage for them. They just cannot find the net. Yeah. And you look we said it at the time, if you look at a player like Christian Benteke, who they could have snapped up, um, there was a few others moving around, sort of at the time that the Samani who ended up going off to Leicester. You know, there was players at the time they could have nabbed, and they've spent this money on Zaza who's got eight points for the whole season. Kaleri's on six, Fletcher's on six. None of them, for my money, have looked particularly good. That'll be the curse of the uh, curse of the pundit. There, they'll all score at the weekend. None of them. Have looked particularly threatening, and that's the one downfall I think for West Ham at the moment. Literally, you've got, you know, these wonderful attacking midfielders in Payet and Lanzini and uh, Antonio, and there's just nothing spearheading it. I hate to say it, but they need Andy Carroll back, and they need him soon.
1: They need the donkey back.
0: Uh, Unfortunately, unknown return date for Andy Carroll. So uh, please, please do not take that as an indicator to pick him. I am not doing a woodsy. In fact, Andy, if you're listening, get well soon, mate. (laughs) OK, so sort of a mixed bag there, but a couple of standout players I would suggest for both Sunderland and Everton. Uh, beyond that, though, I wouldn't be getting too adventurous with those two. So coming to the uh, the Stoke and Swansea game, just to round off the fixtures. Iceman, anyone jump out
1: for you? It was Shaqiri. Uh, I, Shaqiri. Big, big regrets not putting him in this week. I will be putting him... Uh, sorry, big regrets not putting him in last week. I will be putting him in this week against Swansea and then going forward their fixtures aren't bad Stoke defence maybe you can choose from uh, Peters still being an option at 4.4 4. they got clean sheet again in the last game so two clean sheets running now and then yeah, they've got the fixtures coming up in Swansea, West Ham, Bournemouth, Watford, and Burnley. So if you if you're looking for something different in your team, you know, go for either Shaqiri and still playing further forward. Even Boney you know, still could be an option. It it depends if you want to take a punt on your team. You know, maybe yeah. one of these players are worth it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've got too much to add to that. I've really, um, I've got Kingsley for Swansea, but I wouldn't encourage you to pick him at this point. Swansea still confused me greatly as a side, but I don't see the uh, the attacking returns for them. So, yeah, yeah I, for me, it's not probably...
1: really sorry. Go on. No, that's okay. No,
0: I, th- I agree with you there, Matt. Not really um, proving particularly useful this week. So I, I sort of agree with the Shakiri would be the one player I'm looking at in this fixture.
1: Yeah. Um, I, th- I think maybe uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson still he had four attempts on target in the last game, so he could still be a good option for Swansea. Just uh, he's he's a wait and see for me. Maybe maybe see in the next couple of games how they get on. But yeah, Amat's not really an option anymore. It looks like um, Bradley's dropped him.
0: So possibly Siggy. Well, let's hang our hat on someone. I mean, you've already said in terms of captain's choice, you, you said fairly conclusively earlier that Alexis Sanchez would be your pick. Are you sticking with that?
1: Yeah, I think I'm just going to stick with it. It might ruin my week because it's the first game at half 12, which Beardman didn't like. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with... Um,
0: I'm, I'm between uh, a few players this week. I mean, I like your shout on on Sanchez... I am looking at Diego Costa as well, although I do think Saints have very solid back four. Realistically, though, I think I'm probably going to stick with Manchester City and go with Kun, just because I don't believe that he's going to blank for that many games. So I'm still going to uh, remain on the Kun bandwagon just in case, because it's hurt me before.
1: Yeah. Okay. Spineless pick there. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's. Uh, so we've given our thoughts. Twitter. What sort of questions have we got this week, Ice
1: Yeah, a few questions from Twitter again this week and a few from Reddit. So uh, going with the first one, the most in-depth question now from Fantasy Football News is asking, best type of cake? Um, That's easy. Cheese. (laughs) Cheesecake. Um, I would go with uh, if you do have a sweet tooth like I used to and if I do choose a cake, I'll go for the Battenberg. It's quite
0: dry, though, isn't it?
1: Mm, well, Yeah, maybe maybe a bit of uh, orange It goes well with orange juice. Dry Battenberg orange. and orange juice? Yeah, it goes well with orange juice. Give it a How try. How are you having teeth left? Until, until you've tried it, don't slate it.
0: The Iceman's pick is the uh, the Battenberg of orange juice. That's, <laughs> bear bear that, in that, mind, sorry, I, I, I haven't I had it for years. Do, I, mean, I think in terms of your stats, they're flawless, but, uh, but I, I can't agree with that. I'm sorry, it's cheesecake all the way. <laughs>
1: Okay, going on to more fpl related questions. We've got Jonathan Paul Gavin is asking who to give Gudongan the flick for. Similar price can go 0.5 over. So it looks like Gudongan is how much is he? 1.4 at the moment. 5.4. I know Parker did. Uh, so he's got 5.9
0: him, uh... million to play with there. Mm. Just having a think about the £6 million players. Well, depending on who you've got, your shout Redmond earlier is not a bad one, only £5.9 million, so you can afford him. Yeah. Um, as a differential only owned by 3.2%. Again, I like your shout about Matic, only £5 million, so you can bank the money and uh, do a bit of bank building there.
1: Again, um, Bellassi could be an option there. Well, Blassie
0: would be 6 million so he couldn't afford them if, oh, if you right. want a real differential um, he has played tonight though so I don't know what that's going to do to him at the weekend but Awobi for Arsenal only 5.8 million but uh, seems to be featuring regularly for the Gunners so it would be a cheap way into that midfield
1: it would be interesting with Awobi because Oxlade who scored two goals again tonight in the, uh, in the cup he's definitely trying to push for a start in 11 and I wouldn't be surprised if he, played, he started the next game against Sunderland Oxlade
0: Yeah, I mean, again, it's like Theo Walcott. Theo Walcott has has managed to achieve some of his potential. Oxlade Chamberlain is an absolute travesty to me because he looked such a player when he signed from Saints. And it's just, he has developed, but just not, you know, he's on the front of FIFA at one point in time. He's just not become that player you thought would be absolutely nailed on the the starting lineup and he's probably been a victim of his own versatility that he's not obviously a winger you wouldn't start him above the others in central midfield so i I feel somewhat for chamberlain
1: yeah getting back to the
0: question though if i'm gonna hang my hat on someone i'm gonna go with our original shout of redmond
1: yeah I think I agree with that, either him or Belassi, depending on who you've got in your front You can't line. afford him. He
0: said 5.4 plus 5 million, that would make uh, oh. 5.9, so he's, he's stuffed on that one.
1: <laughs> My bad. Right, moving on, uh, we'll, we'll go with Redmond. <laughs> right, <laughs> so uh, we've got Sushant messaging us again. You know, Garrick, we went you over doing, his sir? team last week. We seem to be uh, studying his team each week now. He has now put, he saved his transfer last week, so he now oh. has two and is thinking of doing Antonio, Snodgrass and Defoe to Anatovic, Stanislaus, and Dini. I would, yeah, Anatovich and Dini is a good shout. Stanislaus might be still injured, maybe yes. not him. You could take a punt that he's going to come back.
0: So sorry, he said Stanislas Dini and who else is he going to?
1: Uh, Anatovic.
0: So I'm not sure about it. He's a bit Mister Consistent for me. Great player. He
1: was just in the top I... ten midfielders last season? He finished?
0: But this is a "What have you done for me lately?"
1: kind of league.
0: Not mm-hmm. a "Not of you want." What have you done for me ever?
1: Mm, just listing the stats.
0: That's fine. That's okay. Yeah, seven point two million. I don't know. I'd still probably shout Shakiri over him at this point in time. Save yourself one point, well, save yourself point nine million. Go with uh, Jerdan.
1: Yeah, and maybe upgrade Stanislaus to um, to Redmond.
0: Well, actually, yes, it's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shout.
1: Okay, move. so we're saying we're
0: saying in that case then Dini, we're saying Shakiri, and we're saying Redmond. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, moving to Reddit now.
0: The mystery of Reddit. I really need to uh, understand this site a little bit more.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's more or less a forum where you can post comments and. Put your blog up and then people comment on it. It's just just a type forum situation, pretty good though a lot of good users knowledgeable users on there uh yeah, a few questions uh from reddit one from mongoose five two eight is asking who is the best mid price go on <laughs> that's all he asked who is the, the best, best mid mid-price? priced <laughs> uh
0: what well, in the game <laughs> position <laughs> Um, we'll I mean pro- potentially it's an absolutely stellar question but I, I need some more detail <laughs>
1: that's, that's all he puts I'm assuming he just means who's the best prize midfielder well he could mean any but yeah I, I, would, I would go with Redmond again <laughs> we seem to be shouting him a lot in the last couple of questions Sit with Redmond moving moving on to the next question <laughs> the, the hen and the sheep has asked oh, wow. ma- Magic as an assist king value and Stoke the ever present which Liverpool mid midfielder question so I think we've been through the midfield yeah. I, do, we, I do think there's value in Stoke uh, with their fixtures and not sure Magic as an assist king not sure what that means does he mean Matic pr- he probably does yeah, yeah I, I would say yeah we've I mean, of... if,
0: if, if, he's, if that's a typo and he's, he's Matic yeah I'd, I'd agree I think he is one worth starting to think about as a fifth midfielder 35 points for the season from a, a five million pound player who is getting forward in an attacking Chelsea side. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I would, I'd back that decision.
1: Yeah, agree with that. Uh, and for,
0: for me, he will probably be the one that Capu goes for eventually.
1: Yeah, bit, if he doesn't Kapu's... do
0: anything this weekend at home, which I'm going to hold on to for one more time,
1: Capu's got to go soon. But yeah, I think I might play him against Holt as well. Just, just because, because they're shipping powers, so many garbage. Guns. yeah okay uh next question from Jay Borett asking cheap defenders Bournemouth Watford etc so yeah we've kind of highlighted the the Bournemouth defense with uh, Alan Smith not Alan Smith Adam Smith <laughs> I like Francis <laughs> I
0: think I'm- I'm not convinced they're going to score massively going forward. They do attack. If you can afford Daniels for 5 million, do it. But if not, and you just want to bomb with defender Francis. Going yeah. to play regularly. cheap, Cheaper than the rest of them by about half a million. So I'd, I'd say Francis, unless you have the luxury of uh, Daniels.
1: Yeah, and Watford, it would be Holabas. But I do think Am- Amat's probably a, a good shout as well. He still gets forward and a lot of crosses into the box. But Holabas seems to be the go-to one at the moment. Holabas is the one, yeah. yeah.
0: To the um, point at which I probably can't name you another Watford defender because it seems to be all we speak about is him. <laughs>
1: yeah, two questions left on uh, Reddit is colossal. Ix three one five is asking Chelsea defence worth a look or we'll wait till the fixtures get better around game week fifteen. Yeah, I looked at that with Chelsea. They are playing better in that formation. So, like we said before, Alonso, you know, you're looking for attack and returns from him. And then if they get a clean sheet, then obviously you're going you're gonna to benefit. I think he's the main one that you should be looking yeah. at for Chelsea.
0: I think in terms of the, the potential for assists, goals and uh, clean ease, Alonso, for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Sanango Mango is, is asking... Three Liverpool mids, am I crazy? Yeah, I think you're a bit crazy with a name like that. It depends who they are. I don't know. You're putting too much onus on Liverpool to score well. I don't think all three midfielders are going to score high each week. I've never really liked doubling up on teams as it is. Uh, I do have two Arsenal midfielders, but looking at three on one team, no, I I wouldn't say it's it's a great option but who knows it it could pay off
0: no i agree i'd say um two definitely and another liverpool uh, defender but, uh, but i wouldn't say three midfielders yeah
1: and we've got one more question from facebook my good friend brett donahue talked to him quite a lot he loves to chat about FPL, i love a good chat with brett about good day Brett Uh, he says I think I already know the answer but would you keep Antonio for another week even though price will drop I want Coutinho and can afford Lallana I have Fio and Sanchez thinking of downgrading Sanchez to Coutinho and then Antonio to Firmino or wait a week keep the transfer then maybe swap out uh, Cun or Sanchez after Sunderland so (laughs) difficult one he's posed there I do think it kind of depends on who you've got in your team. Uh, I have seen his team, and he, he's got a decent team. So, But Antonio's got to go for me. I've got him as well, and this week he, he's coming out for Shakiri, But if you're looking at options like Coutinho, yeah, he, he is another good option if you have got the cash.
0: If you, if you can go straight from one to the other, then do it. I think he's talking about having to uh, make a, an extra transfer, possibly. So yeah. I probably wouldn't take a minus four. For it, if you've already got another Liverpool midfielder, mm. but I would I'd probably suggest waiting a week and then doing that. Yeah, yeah. I I do it for free. it wouldn't do it for four points.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, he always he's also asked, do we need two Liverpool mids? And I mm. think kind of said, yeah, that that is as of next s- week. still an option. Mm. Yeah, and he's also <laughs> he's also got another question. He's also said, uh, another question for an Arsenal sport. be to miss out with Giroud coming back. Surely not Theo. Yeah, um, like you said just now, Iwobi could be one to miss out. I don't think Giroud's going to come straight back into the starting lineup though.
0: There's there's two trains of thought for me here. One is he's just given Iwobi a bit of a extra game time tonight and he's going to play him at the weekend. The other, it isn't a bad shout, is actually Giroud is um, incoming following the blank at the weekend against Middlesbrough. Sanchez out to left-hand side, Ozil down the middle, Theo down the right, um, Iwobi out of the team. So there's a few trains of thought that I'm really hoping it's uh, it's not that and he does play at the weekend.
1: Well, I guess we'll see what Wenger's uh, going to play around with. Um, and that's it for uh, all of the social Wonderful. media this week. Thanks for all your questions. We will try and answer them each week. Uh, if not, yeah, we keep will, them coming. We'll talk about them.
0: Definitely, yeah. So keep the questions coming. Uh, much appreciated. It gives us plenty to ponder as well um let's just give you a few ways of contacting us as per usual so www.fantasyfootballsurgery.com get us on facebook www.facebook.com forward slash fantasy football surgery you can subscribe to our podcast on itunes under fantasy football surgery please uh, rate the podcast or just give us a retweet when you're listening uh, just so we can get to know our listeners as well we love to interact with you guys and girls and uh, also on Twitter, at FF underscore surgery. Always got questions and polls going out on there. You're probably listening to us on SoundCloud. If not, soundcloud.com forward slash James uh, hyphen jury hyphen 7999. <laughs> There's only part about reading that. out the rest <laughs> no, of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, James's social security number and national insurance <laughs> number is also – no, not really. Um, download mm-hmm. us on iTunes. Have I already said that? <laughs> yeah. I'm just reading off the script. <laughs> yeah, I know. Man. <laughs> it's like Ron Burgundy again. You put <laughs> just on,
1: just go and send us an email.
0: Let's move on to our email address, ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com. Send us uh, fan mail, not hate mail on there. You also have the chance to follow in the footsteps of much uh, prestiged winner Mohammed Al Kayasi from last season and winning the Fancy Football Surgery Podcast mini league win a t-shirt with us there the uh, the mini league number is 17603-6718 join in the fun send us your questions let us know what you think i'm gonna say goodbye to the ice man
1: yeah see you both
0: and from another edition of bully and the ice man unplanned it's goodbye from me At the football, mm-hmm. lovely. booker <laughs> we must. Uh,
1: we'll get them all Decent. eventually. Very strong. Yeah, very strong.
0: It actually felt quite good. That, in terms of uh, some of the discussions we were having, it felt quite critical.
1: Yeah,
0: which is what you want—critical discussion and analysis.
1: Data, strong rich, data.
0: Rich, thorough Thorough data <laughs> Inquestionable Data
1: Hello I'm Just looking Talk, sorry <laughs> Who to give good and the flick for? Who to give Gudongan the flick for? Similar price can go five point. Uh, bloody hell. I'll try again. <laughs>